Welcome back to Poe Politikin. Chilling with my homie Asad Wright. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man, Poe. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. I want to talk about your name first, because is, is it like Asad, like Asad Wright? I want to know what does the right mean? Um, Asad stands for freedom in Farsi. I'm a writing American. And um, the right just stands for, you know, I love writing lyrics, and I'm kind of trying to do something really positive with my music right now, so it's just... As I write, you know, do the right thing and um, lyrics, you know, just a little play on words. I didn't want to make it too cliche and make it W I T E, so I made it R I G H T. Oh, okay. See, I didn't get that. See, glad I asked. So the first, the the next question I want to know. I saw you label yourself as a writer, songwriter, and producer. So I want you to uh, describe each element of yourself as a writer, producer, and songwriter, and let me know what what part do you enjoy about each each part. Um, I consider myself a songwriter, producer, rapper, um, because first and foremost, like, I write, you know, 95% of our hooks. You know, I do some co-writing with uh, Professor O and Jonathan Marquez as far as getting the melodies on point because they have a great ear uh, for the hooks. You know, we bring in, like, I'm a big fan of bringing in dope singers. I like to, I like to have everybody on the same level, whether it be... You know, they're more talented than me, I feel like, or just as talented as me. I don't want to stoop down and, and try to do a hook myself when I can, you know, reach out and have someone do it better than me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the songwriting aspect to it. Um, the production, you know, I'm, I have a I have a very well-trained ear. You know, I did piano for seven years, I did violin for four years. Um, and obviously my, you know, my two producers have been training me along the way, you know, as far as arranging, sequencing, I don't necessarily go in there and play the drums, but, you know, I'll have a, a big input as far as patterning of the drums, the sound of the drums, and the same goes for chord progressions and, you know, melody choices and everything like that. Like, I definitely, you know, I feel like I play a very big role in, in all aspects of my music. Okay. You know, I was reading you from Santa Monica. You're a college grad, like you say, a classically trained musician, and your father was a great poet too so I just want you to talk about a little bit about your background and why you decided to take this career venture um, like you said yourself you know my dad uh, he is a great poet man he's been doing it his whole life he was a revolutionary um, from Iran he got exiled he has a he has a great story and then when he came out to the states and raised me like he was just you know he was still doing his craft after he got his PhD from UCLA it was strictly just writing and, uh, and poetry, you know, performing around the world. So I got a chance to experience, you know, experience that at a very young age. And I realized that getting my, you know, creativity and just venting the best way was through poetry. So I did that until I discovered hip hop. When I was, and I'd say the first album I got was seventh or eighth grade. I got that, uh, that Marshall Mathers LP, mm. that Chronic. I mean, that was crazy. So. Okay. And um, like you said earlier, you're from Iranian descent, and I'm unaware. I don't know a lot of people that's um, Iranian descent in hip hop. It might be somebody that, but I just want you to talk about your, you know, coming from that side because that's kind of you know a different view of the game. So I just want you to talk about that a little bit. Um, well, I wasn't raised with too many Iranians. Oh, okay. But like, but like I was, I was always. I get in touch with my culture when I was younger. And as I got older, I kind of, like, since I had so many friends of, 
you know, from different walks of life. Like, you know, my producer is Guatemalan, Puerto Rican. Uh, the guy that I grew up rapping with is a straight white dude. Um, and, you know, obviously being in Santa Monica and Venice, it's just like a big melting pot. Most of my friends are African-American and Latinos. So I got to experience everything. You know, my I'm not going to say that I'm completely, you know, gone from that side of my, my life, but um, I'm trying to find my culture once again and, and my heritage. So I'm, I'm planning on taking Farsi classes uh, the next year or two just to get that back so I can communicate with my family back home because right now it's, my Farsi really isn't that good. All right. And then um, this is just a little side note. This is like an observation I made. I, I talk to a lot of Persian people, and a lot of Persian people, you know, I'm thinking they're from Persia, but a lot of them are from Iran, but I rarely meet people that say, you know, I'm Iranian, I'm from Iran. Most of them, they say they're Persian and they're from Iran, and I want to know why is that, or do you know why is that? Um, Persia doesn't exist anymore. It was, you know, it, it turned into Iran. and Oh, that's why, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I actually asked him by one of my friends, and he was Ecuadorian, so that's what he said might happen, but, you know, like, I just like, just wanted to make sure. No, definitely. I mean, I, I think it's just more politically correct to say, you know, you are an Iranian-American as opposed to being Persian, because it doesn't exist. It's like saying you speak Persian, like the language is Farsi, so you, you don't speak Persian, you speak Farsi. Okay. And I want to know, as a rapper, what do you say, because I feel like, if you're not bringing nothing to the culture, you're really not doing nothing. So I want to know, as far as a rapper, what do you consider you're bringing to the culture? Now, I'm bringing it back to the beats and the rhymes. You know, like like I said earlier, I'm a big fan of um, the production side of things. I think it's so important. You know, as much as I, I love the lyrics, and I, I think that sometimes I even, I don't pay as much attention to the lyrics anymore because it's, it's kind of given for me. Like, I'm going to put my all into that, but you know, diverting the attention onto the production side of things and, and making sure the music is there is something that a lot of rappers nowadays don't have, which is why the music doesn't get heard. But you have an artist like Rick Ross who has an incredible ear for beats, and he could lay some, some tic-tac-toe lyrics down, and it's still going to sound good because he picked the right beats. Yeah, I feel and, you. I feel you. You know what I mean? So, like, and, and Currency is a great example of another artist who, who I like a lot now because... It's production choice. Like, he knows what he's doing. Ski beats. Yeah, ski beats. With that, the shit. Yeah, ski beats I mean? got that heat. Okay, so who's some of the other producers you like that, or well, you like that you haven't worked with that you would like to work with eventually? Man, I would love to work with Justice League. Uh, I think they're incredible. Um, ski is also another one on my list. And I got, like, the, my hip-hop dudes that I really want to work with. You know, the Alchemist, um, the Kanye West. And take it back even a little bit further, you know, I'm a big fan of Pete Rock. Um, I think the Prem is, you know, still one of the best to do it and one of the best doing it. Um, yeah, man, I mean, there's a lot of, the Salam Remy's, you know, dope. There's, there's a lot of people I'd love to work with. Producers, there's just, nowadays, there's no one that's really killing it like there was back in the day, which is why they're taking it back. And, you know, Nas enlisted Salam Remy to do that nasty single and, and Ski is still killing it because no one can really outdo that. I feel you. Alright, we about to go into one of your songs right now called Diamond in the Rough. So I just want you to lead us into it real fast. Diamond in the Rough is the second single off of my mixtape, The Time is Right. It's produced by Professor O and features Jenna Lee, a good friend of mine. She actually wrote that hook too. It's like one of the 
two or three hooks on the whole project that I didn't write myself. Uh, she did a great job, and I'm just, I'm just proud of the song because, you know, I take a lot of pride in the fact that most of the people on my team have been writing for me, you know, for a very long time. And to see that diamond before everyone else saw it, it just means a lot to me. And that, that whole song is about, you know, being that, or I feel like, you know, I, I'm a star and, and no one's seen it yet. And I'm just talking about the, the journey and the struggle. So, yeah. Copycats popping back, chill with the mockery. Your Mac is all your property, it's obviously obsolete. I got a hot release, ain't nobody stopping me. I fucked the game right until she practiced monogamy. They keep saying why your rap is so provocative. That's what you gotta do when you're establishing a following. Man, I'm naturally catchy. They be asking why I'm happy, and I tell them that I've always been an optimist. But in retrospect, I'm probably a victim. I made it without all the optimal conditions. I had the vision never tripping over obstacles, so imitating me is an impossible rendition. Dudes say they killing me, ladies say they be feeling me. Maybe it's time for haters to notice my capabilities. Wait, I'm not saying I'm the one, I'm saying don't count me out when this shit ain't even begun. I'm rough like a diamond when I'm grinding. Yeah, I'm a gem, you see me shining. I'm the cut above all the rain. Put me on. Disconnect the landline. I flow fire like hydro. I know I can outshine you with my eyes closed. Labels on me, so I need to be evasive. Why should I go chase them? I could easily replace them. You're jealous because you see me in a spaceship. I'm about to change the game, then leave it with a facelift. I got the tools, I get them, I got them. They split when I spot them. The unsigned prints making hits for the bottom. The fluid that I'm sipping got me slipping and sliding. I'm going over heads like the tip of a condom. Say G-O-O-D, I'm low-key, piling up in C-Notes, you know me, we're both free. 
Hoes and honor hoes deep throw. The same people used to get your boy to run around. The same people said my flow was too underground. Same people that was telling me to dumb it down. Now be at my shows in the crowd like some fucking clowns. They asked me where the fuck you been. You dropped the EP, which you've been up to since. I've been waiting in the wings, closing up my holes, and the patience is the key. Then I'm opening the door. So I want to know what some of your current projects you're working on right now. Um, I got the mixtape coming out in like less than two weeks. It's called The Time Is Right. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> the Time Is Right. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, a lot of my attention has gone to that and getting ready to do shows. Like, I want to do a small college tour in the fall to promote the project, you know, whether it be opening up for... I just opened up for J-Rock and uh, I have a gig coming up with Cancel Lamar. But whether it's up for dope-ass up-and-coming acts or already established ones, like, I don't even mind. I just want to get out there and perform. Yeah, I heard you just uh, just got the chance to rap for Nasty Nas. How was that? That shit was, it was... I can't even put it in words, man. Like, I don't know what was coming. You know, like, this dude, you know, who has a good relationship with my manager, he was just like, he sound a lot like, you know, Kanye, Nas, and Lupe. And he's like, I want you to... I want you to meet these people. I'm going to get Kanye on the phone about, I'm going to do this, that, and the third. And I was like, all right, dude, like, you're all talk. And next thing I know, I come to one of his artist's release parties, and Nas was in the wine room at this restaurant. He's like, yeah, he wants to meet with you. So he introduced me, and <laughs> I mean, the rest is fucking history. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. What's your favorite uh, Nas track? I heard Nas. I mean, still to this day, it's Lights a Bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that shit's just a classic. Yeah, I'm going to say, like, I actually like AZ. Like, AZ is my favorite, personally. Like, it's the, I like both of them, but AZ, I like AZ a lot. You know, it's funny you say that, because my whole thing growing up was, like, I always wanted my name to be AZ, but I couldn't do that because um, of AZ. And I, I have a lot of respect for AZ. You know, Do or Die is probably one of my top ten albums ever. So... Yeah, because I feel like him and Nas are the same lane, but I always thought that AZ was, like, just a little bit more, like, flossy with it. So that's why, that's why I liked AZ, because, see, like, AZ was, like, more flossy, and Nas was always a little bit more conscious. All right, and I want to know about some of your interests and hobbies outside of music. What do you like to do? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I mean, I just like, I like football. You know, I'm a big football, sports in general. You know, I grew up playing basketball. Um, I'm a fucking, yeah, basketball and football fanatic, dude. I, I, I read up on that shit, like, every day. I stay up on the news. Um, I got my major in politics. So, I mean, I, I, I do a lot of looking into the government and the news and just staying current with what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. So, uh, just what's your opinion of anything you want to talk about that's going on in the world, man? I want you to share your opinion about anything, anything. I mean, right now, my main focus is just trying to get peace going, bro. It's like the wars, you're not going to get anything out of that, you know, and the economy on top of everything else is like, you go to these different places, you know, I got a chance to travel to Europe, 
in the past few years, you know, a few times, and and just seeing what these people think of Americans, and seeing what their standard of life is, and then we're over here complaining about the economy, it's like, people in Prague don't have shit. You know, people, everywhere that I went, in Spain, I would look around and I would be like, dog, we're so fucking spoiled, where I'm from, and like, we have the audacity to complain about the economy. These people are living off nothing. So, I'm just all about positivity and trying to and trying to really better myself, you know. So I don't I don't try to complain about anything. I t- I take nothing for granted. Um, I've seen, you know, my family in Iran that I met. I actually met them a few years ago for the first time in my life. We were in Turkey, you know, which is like to me it was like a third world country at this point in time. And to see what they come from and how they have absolutely no money and how it really is poverty back there for my mom's side of the family. And to see what I have here, it, just, it really makes me appreciate it. That's real talk. Um, we talk about some of the books you read, or do you re- even read? If you do read, what kind of books you read? I just got back into reading, and uh, the first two books I'm reading right now are The Alchemist and 48 Laws of Power. Yeah, I like the 48 Laws of Power, too. I never read The Alchemist, but I keep hearing people say it, so I need to check it out. And I want to know, what are three things you can't live without? Three things I can't live without. Obviously, music will be the first one, but I won't even say that. Um, let's do family. You know, uh, to me, that's a given. Um, good health. You know, just whether it be going to the gym or, you know, mentally exercising. Staying in shape, both mentally and physically. Um, and, you know, good food. I'm a, I don't know. I, I like food. I like cooking. I like going out to dinner. So, yeah. Hey, we try we try to kick a little knowledge on here, man. So I want to know what are some ways that you uh, stay in shape mentally and physically. Well, mentally I stay in shape by just you know practicing patience and um, and lyrically exercising. Like I when I when I write, like a lot of things that, that come out, I'd say that's like twenty percent that I actually write, and the other the other eighty percent is just it's for me, it's practice. You know, that's, that's how I stay mentally. And physically, I, I go to the gym. Um, I got to pull the bar at the crib. I got the push-ups. I'm going to get back into running. Um, I practice for, you know, being on stage. Like, I practice breath control. I don't smoke that much weed. <laughs> um, that much? What's that much? What's your, what's, your, what's your measurement of that? That could be, a, you know, <laughs> just playing with you. No, no, no. I mean, compared to, like, the currencies of the game and the Wiz Khalifa, like I, I'm chilling, man. I'm doing, I'm doing a good job. Oh yeah, compared to them, yeah, I'm doing a good job too. Cause them, them cats be talking about ounces a day and shit. <laughs> I, I Wiz Khalifa spends ten thousand dollars a month on weed. I, I find that very hard to believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, he, yeah, you know, he bullshitting about that. If he's not bullshitting about that, he's gonna be hurting in like a couple years to keep that up. Now, that's not even good for your lungs, right there. Right, and I want to know an important life lesson you learned so far. What, the music industry? Yeah, music. I want to know a music, a life, a lesson you learned in music, and a lesson you learned just life in general, so two. Um, in life in general, I mean, it, it's going to relate to the one I'm going to talk about in music, but okay. uh, patience, man. Like, patience is the biggest thing I've learned. Like, I'm a very do-it-now kind of guy, and I'm, I'm ready, and I've been ready, but... You know, the same thing keeps happening to me. It's like when I when I jump the gun, 
things don't go the way they, they should go. And um, just to have faith in myself and have faith in fucking people and have faith in, in life, you know, because sometimes you get really down on yourself and it's like, you're not going to gain nothing by that. You know, you're only going to hurt yourself. Yeah. I feel you on that. I feel like I do that sometimes too. Cause like you say, you be like, you be ready. You be like, hey, what's taking so long? And then you start, you know, getting all angry and shit. So, yeah, I feel you on that. And what would you like to tell your fans and your supporters, people that have been riding with you so far? Now, right now, my fans, man, I want to say thank you for being there from the, you know, from the jump. Cause this is, you know, ground zero for us. And hopefully we get a chance to grow. Um, I got a great story to tell. And the time is right is the first part of my career. You know, there's a lot that I'm going to talk about that, you know, I really don't talk about outside of music. It's like my chance to vent. So if you like honest, authentic music that has, you know, substance and, and purpose, then I, I appreciate you vibing and giving me that chance because I feel like I'm bringing that to the table. So shout out to Big Crit and, and Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole and everybody, you know, telling those stories. I'm bringing it back to the beats and the rhymes because I'm trying to take it there too. Okay, man. I want to say thank you for coming through politicking with me. Thank you for having me, bro. Yeah, for sure. We about to go into your track, uh, I'll Be Around. So I want you to uh, lead us into that, man. We about to roll out. I'll Be Around is the first single for my project, The Time Is Right. It's produced by Jonathan Marquez. We sampled the spinners. You know, we're, we're a big fan of the spinners, so we took that time to... <laughs> Uh, to really step out the box and and, and get in there with that that joint, so that's that's the song, uh, the first song from that project. The time is right. Once again, I'll be around, Jonathan Marquez. Yeah. I'm vibing, cruising, yeah, I'm riding. Through my city, better get your hands high and keep your head vibing. Homie, I'm a problem. I'ma really be there for the people that support me. Still come around and smoke diesel with the homies. Yeah, I'll still get it in at the club. Except this time, we'll be sipping on bub. Uh, when I said I make it, they all trusted me. They was patient. Now we living lovely, getting wasted. I'm so gone. But I'm with the homies, I ain't on my own. About to hit the beach in the heat with my team in the streets. Getting briefs, and we run a game like we back in no way. The only difference is that our money's so straight. AC, what up? Girl said I don't see her no more She be saying bullshit like I don't need her no more She know that ain't true but it get on my nerves So I had to go and put that shit in the verse I'm tripping out cause I got a little money But I told you I still be around I'm the same kid from high school that was funny And I still keep it all so real for my town Yeah I'm in a game but I don't do blowing Nah I never change homie I just grow Y'all stay the same that's why you broke Me getting paid should provide you hope But it don't and shit I don't get it They try to bring me down but I won't give in you should be proud of the kid. I succeeded. Look at how far I've come by believing. Yeah.